Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church on our weekly podcast, Today's Word from our Sunday Sermon. If, after listening, you have questions and want to contact us, you can do that at our email, otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com, or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org. So this Sunday, we are talking about pleasing God um, from Hebrews chapter 11, 1 to 6, and Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. Hebrews says, faith makes us sure of what we hope for and gives us proof of what we cannot see. It was their faith that made our ancestors pleasing to God. Because of our faith, we know that the world was made at God's command. We also know that what can be seen was made of what cannot be seen. Because Abel had faith, he offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. God was pleased with him and his gift And even though Abel is now dead, his faith still speaks for him. Enoch had faith and did not die. He pleased God, and God took him up to heaven. That's why his body was never found. But without faith, no one can please God. We must believe that God is real and that he rewards everyone who searches for him. And then from Genesis chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, Adam and Eve had a son. Then Eve said, I'll name him Cain because I got him with the help of the Lord. Later she had another son and named him Abel. Abel became a sheep farmer, but Cain farmed the land. One day Cain gave part of his harvest to the Lord, and Abel also gave an offering to the Lord. He killed the firstborn lamb from one of his sheep and gave the Lord the best parts of it. The Lord was pleased with Abel and his offering, but not with Cain and his offering. This made Cain so angry that he could not hide his feelings. The Lord said to Cain, what's wrong with you? Why do you have such an angry look on your face? If you had done the right thing, you'd be smiling, but you did the wrong thing. And now sin is waiting to attack you like a lion. Sin wants to destroy you, but don't let it. Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go for a walk. And when they were out in a field, Cain killed him. Afterwards, the Lord asked Cain, where is Abel? How should I know? He answered. Am I supposed to look after my brother? Then the Lord said, why have you done this terrible thing? You killed your own brother and his blood flowed onto the ground. Now his blood is calling out for me to punish you. And so I'll put you under a curse. Because you killed Abel and made his blood run out on the ground, you will never be able to farm the land again. If you try to farm the land, it won't produce anything for you. From now on, you'll be without a home, and you'll spend the rest of your life wandering from place to place. So here we go. Tell me about your family. Nice people? Fun? Crazy like you? Sue and I have had some time to spend upstate with Brian and Rachel and Noah and Katie and Mary, and it was wonderful, except for the huge septic repair bill, but I'll share about that another time. We even got to watch Christmas Eve services together on YouTube because we didn't do the services here in the church this year, but taped them ahead of time. Uh, It was funny because my family talked through the whole thing and almost missed the candle lighting and communion because they weren't paying attention. Ah. Is your family like that? Because of COVID, we missed our normal visit upstate farther with Sue's sister, Sandy and Pam, and their families, and we miss seeing my sisters, Sue and Nancy, and their families. The reality is Sue and I both have wonderful stories about our brothers and sisters from over the years, and we always love seeing them. There have been tense times for sure. 
always resolved, well, mostly, but neither of us have a story anything like this one in Genesis about Cain and Abel. It's so incredibly tragic. How could God have picked Abel's sacrifice over Cain's? What was God's reasoning? And wouldn't God have known what Cain was like, how jealous and how volatile? And yet, in other ways, this story sounds so much like the natural consequence of the events in Genesis chapter 3, where Adam and Eve fell into sin, and God banished them from the Garden of Eden. Don't eat from the tree, God said. If you do, there'll be consequences. And yet, here is the apple core on the ground. Oops. So what happens next? Adam and Eve have children, and the directive, don't be angry with your brother, because anger can be the opening act of a very dangerous play, doesn't seem to get to Cain. God even warned Cain that his anger was ushering him down the road to destruction. But you see, Cain wasn't listening. His ears were stopped up. In some ways, the story sounds familiar, and yet in other ways, so foreign. What was it that God saw in Abel's sacrifice that he didn't see in Cain's? Was it the difference between the lamb and the grain? Or was the difference not in the offering, but in the one who offered it? The author of Hebrews, I think, in the 11th chapter, introduces us to the power of faith and gives us an answer. He reminds us that while faith may seem to us to be rather insubstantial, ephemeral, a thing of the heart, it is in fact a motivator that allows several of the most important biblical characters and some not so often noticed ones to stand out. What they believed, what they put their faith in, what motivated their actions, how they lived their lives, the choices they made were all motivated by what they believed. And not only was their faith important, it was consequential in that it pushed them to do some of the most amazing things and to be part of some of the most amazing stories. And all that should give us a hint as to what was happening between Cain and Abel. According to Hebrews, the reason Abel's sacrifice was pleasing to God was because of Abel's faith. That it was what was in Abel's heart that motivated him to bring what he did. So he brought a love offering to the God of creation. Cain, it seems, brought an offering too, but based on Hebrews, it was not one that reflected his love and devotion to the Lord of all. It was not one born out of his faith, but rather, it seems, was one that came from doing only what needed to be done, with no worship, no love, no spirit involved. As we'll see later in Hebrews, the sacrifice that God most desires from us is what is most precious to us. Our love of God, our time, our energy, our possessions, and most importantly, well, us. When we decide to hold that back, to not bring our best because of our lack of faith in the God of all, God notices, as he did with Cain. And then Cain reacted not with a simple admission of a lack of faith and a desire to do better, but with anger. And God noticed that too, and warned Cain. Anger, even for the best of reasons, is an, a warning sign. It's a reminder that something is amiss, and it's an opportunity, the proverbial why in the road, that can lead us into a growing, a growing, deepening relationship with God, or one that can separate us from God. The scripture reminds us elsewhere to be angry but not sin. Why? Because anger is not one of the fruit of the Spirit. Anger is a sign that we're jealous or hurt or scared, a warning that we need to heed 
so that our anger doesn't lead us to the adverse consequences that Cain's anger did. And key to that is the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives and our deep and resilient faith, so that no matter what our circumstances are at the moment, the God of the universe has us well in hand, a reminder that God is in control and that God will provide, and that we need not fret, but instead worship. We need to be filled with the Spirit in such a way that the fruit of the Spirit is always evident in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And notice what isn't on the list. Anger. Abel brought a better sacrifice because his heart was right with God, because he was filled with the Holy Spirit and was living out the joy that is ours through Christ Jesus. So no matter what is happening around you, don't be Cain, be Abel. And then bring to the Lord the sacrifice of praise and the living sacrifice of your life, God so much desires. Good, old, wonderful you. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today for our podcast. It's been fun. And remember, if you have questions, email us at otisvillepressed at hvc at hvc.rr.com or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org.